All right, hello. Welcome to Priest of Word, special live edition. I am going to be looking at 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45 through 47. And my key verse is 1 Samuel 17, 47. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Now, this is David talking about his victory over Goliath, a very significant story in the Bible. If you were to sum up a top ten list of all the famous stories in the Bible, this is definitely on your top three, no doubt. This is in Israel. We're at about 1024 B.C., and Goliath is defying the army of the living God. He was anywhere from 10 feet tall to 20 feet tall. Just bring him. Just just have him show up, right? I mean, he's a very large man. So there are many things uh, we could say about this. And if you hear background noise, that's because I'm actually in a parking lot right now. Um, I'm about to preach this at a church, um, filling in for the pastor. So I'm actually kind of out here doing some recording. I'm giving you kind of a... A bonus episode here, so if you hear birds singing, uh, car horns going off, whatever it may be, uh, that's that's where I'm at. So um, about this 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 battle, um, one thing that sums this up is that David overcame Goliath through God. And the title of the message this is a very timely message for today, and that is the battle is the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. When God fights battles, when we submit to him and when, when, when we totally let him take care of the whole thing, there are, are different things we need to consider. Number one, there are unique methods. Think of it this way. When God takes care of a battle, think of the battle of Jericho, how they had to march around seven times. Think of Gideon and the Midianites, 300 men blowing their trumpets and breaking their pots. Think of Elisha and his servant. Think of Ehud and Eglon. Think of how Jesus, when he healed many people, he would spit on the ground and use clay. He called the man and asked him what he wanted him to do. There are all these different methods being used. Judges chapter 7 verse 2, And the Lord said unto Gideon, the people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, Mine own hand has saved me. Satan uses a lot of the same methods over and over again. Question, deny, add to, remove, pervert the word of God. That is Satan's way of doing things. Whereas God uses a lot of unique methods. A lot of times to fight a battle, even the spiritual battle that is amongst us in this world, the spiritual warfare of trying to reach the lost for Jesus Christ, God will use unique people, people that you would not suspect, which leads me to my next point. Not only are there unique methods, but there's also unlikely heroes. Think of Gideon, Moses, Rahab, Esther, 
Paul, Timothy, David. These were men and women in man's eyes that would most likely fail. These are not individuals that man would choose as their top choice. For example, Saul was a man that stood head and shoulders above every other man. He was man's choice. And yes, he was a very humble man at first, and he was anointed. But later on, we know the fall of Saul and how Saul would be rejected as king. But when you look at men and women that God used, these are people like David, who are, was a man after God's own heart. God looketh on the heart, as the Bible says. Not only does he use these unique methods, things that we would not think, things that we wouldn't really understand. Also, he uses unlikely heroes, people that you, the last person you would think. But then there are unlimited possibilities. The Lord Jesus said, without me, ye can do nothing. When we try to fight our own battles, we really make a mess of things. And I feel this is a timely message just because with everything going on in the world, with all of the, the, the riots uh, that took place last year, the global pandemic, all of the, the presidential, the tension that was going on in our world. So you have all, all of this stuff going on, but at the same time, Everything else seems like it's in a chaos. You have, uh, as, a, as a Christian believer, we know that it's not flesh and bone that we war against. We're having to fight these demons day in and day out. But there's something we need to understand. If we try to fight our own battles, first of all, we are no match for the devil. We are no match for demons. Apart from Jesus Christ... We have to understand something. Without Jesus Christ, we would spend eternity in hell. Just like you cannot be saved apart from Jesus Christ, you cannot serve the Christian, walk the Christian walk. You cannot serve the Lord without his strength. It's extremely important. I know this is very elementary. I know this is very basic. But the Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse number 4, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. These things have I spoken unto you, John 16, verse 33 says, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. There may be a financial battle. There may be a battle with an individual at your job. There may be a battle with lust and temptation. There may be some youthful lust that you're trying to overcome. There may be the battle of pride and arrogance. Maybe you have prayed that humbling prayer of, Lord, search my heart and show me what it is that's causing me to not have fellowship with you. And maybe God has revealed a couple things to you and you have seen where Okay, maybe I am prideful. Maybe maybe I am greedy. Maybe there are some things in my life. I, I'm not content. I've got to have the next greatest thing. I've, I've got to do all these things. And I'm battling that. 
I need help with that. Well, we're looking here in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse number 38 on down through verse number 47. And we're going to look at how David, a man after God's own heart, let God fight his battles for him. Just a couple things. I hope this will be an encouragement to you. Number one, we look at David's decision. David's decision. Now, verse number 38 and and 39, um, David makes a decision to reject the world. It's very important we understand this. David rejected the armor, the armor of Saul, the helmet of brass, the coat of mail. In order to use such armor, one had to be extremely skilled. This required practice. This required experience. David said, I have not proved them. David was not familiar to this armor, and it would have been a real inconvenience for him. Let's be honest here. If, if you're going to use a piece of machinery that is manufactured to to do certain things but you have absolutely no skill set you have absolutely no training it's going to be very difficult and in fact it may be very dangerous to you but let's go deeper than that because that's the case here let's be honest david had not proved this armor david had not practiced with this david had not tried this on It, it, it wasn't going to work but let's go deeper than that let's go deeper than that here Look at our key verse. The Lord saveth not with sword and spear. This goes beyond David not being familiar with what Saul gave him. He rejected it because his decision was to put faith in God, not man. You see, in this story, David is a type of the believer in Jesus Christ. Goliath is a type of the world. The Philistines in the Bible our type of the flesh. If we want to defeat the flesh, we cannot do it in our own might. We must do it through the power of Christ. Saul not only discourages David by doubting him and praising Goliath, but now he's putting him in a position that would put him at an awful disadvantage. We have got to understand something here. We cannot win battles in our own strength. We've got to understand there are trials that God allows us to go through that will bring us closer to him. I mentioned some financial difficulty earlier. Um, I mentioned different examples, different things. Regardless, either way we want to look at it, there are some things that God allows us to go through so we will truly Totally rely on him. There's also things that we are tested, or excuse me, tempted with that the enemy is trying to get us to fall. <clears throat> excuse me. The enemy is trying to get us to fail. I'm, I'm live now, so I can't edit any of this. The enemy is trying to get us to fail. When we try to win battles on our own strength, we've got to understand something. That individual who cuts you off in traffic, that's not your enemy. The world, this, the whatever, insert political agenda here that is totally against what you believe and is trying to cram something 
uh, down your throat and trying to get you to change and all this. And, and, and you believe what they're trying to do is bad for our country and you feel that they're evil. and They're not your enemy. I'll tell you who your enemy is. Satan is your enemy. His demons are your enemies. If we try to win battles on our own strength, we're going to fail. Think of it this way. Here's an illustration in the Bible. Think of Jacob. When Jacob was in the house of Abraham, he, he got by with a lot. He stole his brother's birthright. stole his brother's blessing. But when Jacob got out in the world, what happened then? Jacob was no match for Uncle Laban. Christian, if you are trying to fight the world at their own game, you are doing a very, very, very dangerous thing. If you are trying to match the world, move for move, hold for hold, toe for toe, and literally fight the world in a fair fight, in, in, in their terms of being fair, meaning they make the rules. Can you imagine if David would have went out there with that armor that Saul gave him? And fought Goliath, move for move, hold for hold. He would have gotten destroyed. Exactly what Goliath said he was going to do to David, he would have done. He would have grabbed him and he would have fed him to the to, he, to the fowls of the air. It, it would have been horrible. But instead, notice something. David rejected the world. Christian, if you are unsatisfied right now spiritually... If you feel you're not where you're supposed to be spiritually, it may be because every time you are faced with something from faced with opposition from the enemy, you try to match that with what the world would do. You fight fire with fire, as they like to say in the old mafia movies. Somebody at work gives you lip, you give them lip right back. Somebody says something to you, you got to come back ready for them. Somebody does something to your car, you do something to their car. You're upset because um, something happened to you, so you go out and you get even. That's not going to work. We've got to understand that. If we try playing the world at their own game, see, Christians will forgive each other. We, we, we get a little madly with one another. We get in an argument, whatever it may be. We'll forgive one another. Let me tell you something. This world... You, mom, dad, you let the world raise your child, they'll give them back to you, but you might not want them when they're through with them. This world is a very dark and scary place. The prince of the power of the air has done a number on this world. Very important we understand. We are no match for it. David made a decision to reject the world. He made a decision to rely on God. Verse number 40 Notice the items that David gets to fight Goliath. You got the tools of a shepherd. This goes back to his training ground. God's been training David for this moment. Child of God, recognize when you are in training and do not rush the process. God trained David as a shepherd shepherd in the pasture to become a soldier on the battlefield. He did not train David with that armor that Saul wanted to put on him and throw him out there and make him go up against the champion of the Philistines. David 
relied on what God had showed him, what God had equipped him with. 1 Samuel 17, verse 34 and 36, And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him, and smote him, and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, and smote him, and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. Goliath taunted the Israelites for forty days. Forty in scripture represents a period of testing. Not sure when David killed that lion, not sure when he killed that bear, but we do know it was in preparation for this moment. Let God train you. Let God place you. Let God surround you with the people that he wants you to be surrounded with. When we begin to rush the process and open our own doors and try to do things on our own merit and go out and fight the battles of the world with our own flesh, we are doomed for utter failure. I know I've really driven that point home. I think it's time to move on here. But David made a decision to rely on God. I want you to look at something here. There were five smooth stones that David chose. Have you ever wondered why did he choose five smooth stones? One, one reason, and, and this is very important. One thing is that Goliath actually had, the uh, Bible tells us that Goliath actually had four sons. Second Samuel chapter 21 verse 22. Now, be very, be very careful to, to examine that. In David's training ground, there was a battle God knew that he would fight. So David was 100% prepared for when he would face Goliath. He had no idea he would face Goliath. But when he did face Goliath, he was 100% prepared. Why? Because he let God train him. We focus so much on the battles that we're facing now, we for forget that we have more battles to face down the road. We have no idea what they're going to what what they, what they have. We have no idea what they're going to contain. Let God mold you. Let God prepare you. Let God fight your battles for you. I know this was short, it's kind of spontaneous. Not my whole message for tonight, but I want to kind of go over a little bit of it, kind of get it fresh in my mind. Thought it'd be nice to kind of give you some uh, content. Be ready. Uh, we're going to be starting a series in the book of Exodus very soon. I plan on having something this, this weekend, Lord willing. But until next time, may the Lord bless you.